Greetings, navigators of the supernatural and surveyors of the dramatic. You've entered the realm of imagination where mystery and mythology collide, and echoes from the past linger, filling the air with their haunting melodies. You've ridden the Tunnel of Terror and landed at the 14th episode of Fireside Folklore with Hades. This is the podcast where we delve into the stories of many lands. I remain your unflinching host, Hades, the Lord of Shadows, the Keeper of Traditions, and the Master of the Enigmatic. Accompanying me on this geocaching adventure through the world's legends are my esteemed co-hosts, my eternal sweetheart Persephone, whose inner light is as perpetual as the resilience of the monarch butterfly. And of course I would be remiss if I neglected to mention my precocious and unflappable nephew Hermes, who serves as the messenger of the gods, as well as my trusted psychopomp. If that word makes you want to run for the dictionary, never fear. It simply means that he acts as our divine guide, leading souls through the untold intricacies of these tales. Tonight we journey to Mexico where we'll be hearing the chilling tale of buried treasure. So gather close and let the warmth of our fire stoke courage in your beleaguered heart as the hypnotic dance of the flames cast eerie shadows. Friends, let the storytelling begin. Hello everyone. I hope you all had an incredible holiday and are preparing for the new year. It's great to be here with you tonight as we listen to a spooky tale from Mexico. Yes, I'm definitely going to dig this story. Hermes, before you shovel more puns down into our listeners' impressionable minds, let's have those fun facts about Mexico. Oh, of course, Uncle Hades. Here are the fun facts I learned about Mexico. Though there were many, I was particularly interested in the one about their flag. 1. The Language Powerhouse. Did you know that Mexico is the largest Spanish-speaking country in the entire world? That's right, with over 125 million people chatting, laughing, and storytelling in Spanish. Mexico is a place buzzing with conversations. Imagine a country where every city, town, and village is filled with people speaking the same language as they share spicy tacos or cheer on their favorite soccer teams. It's a whirlwind of Spanish words from hola, hello, to amigos, friends, to a giant among pyramids. Guess what? The biggest pyramid on earth isn't in Egypt. It's in Mexico. The Great Pyramid of Cholula may not be as tall as the ones in Egypt, but it's much wider, making it the largest in the world by volume. Think of it like a humongous ancient cake, with layers and layers of history. Local legends say it's so old that even the gods have walked its stairs. And the best part? It's hiding in plain sight, looking like a mountain with a church perched on top. 3. An eagle's tail on the flag. Have you seen Mexico's flag? There's a really cool picture of an eagle eating a snake. This isn't just any random drawing, it comes from an old Aztec story. Long ago, the Aztecs were looking for a sign to build their city, and they found an eagle on a cactus, munching on a snake. They thought, wow, that's the spot! And that's where they created the great city of Tenochtitlan, which is Mexico City today. So every time you see the flag, you're actually looking at a piece of Mexico's ancient history. Thank you, Hermes. This is absolutely embarrassing for me to admit, but I didn't even realize Mexico had pyramids let alone the largest one in the world by volume. I can tell you right now that this god has never set foot upon its stairs, but perhaps that will be changing soon. Yes, especially if we can also visit the monarch butterflies, my love. They should have already migrated by now. You know, Uncle, if you ever do want to take a break, I'm sure that we... Well, maybe not me, but one of us could narrate, though not with your finesse, of course. Hermes, we can have that conversation, but first, let's all rise and pay our respect to Mexico by listening to Hymnal Nacional Mexicano.
Absolutely incredible. Now let's bring the story of buried treasure to life. Tonight we'll be joined by Ares who will be playing our evil priest. Apollo will be playing the priest's skeleton minion. Poseidon will be playing the new priest. And Athena will be playing the new priest's wife. A priest? He's having me play the role of an evil priest. I suppose he's still holding a grudge from last time. Me hold a grudge? Never. Besides, if I truly held a grudge, I'd be having you play a pacifist. Touché, I suppose. Now let us begin this eerie tale. Many years ago, many centuries, in fact, there lived an evil priest. Now nobody knew just how evil he was because he was so good at hiding his deplorable nature. In the warm embrace of our hallowed hall, we gather as a community, united in spirit and purpose. Generosity, dear brethren, is the cornerstone of our faith, the beacon that guides our collective journey. It is through giving that we receive, through selflessness that we find our true selves. Let us open our hearts, not just to those who stand beside us, but to all souls in need. Yet remember, true generosity begins within these sacred walls, for it is here under the watchful eye of the divine that our gifts find their truest purpose. As your humble servant, I urge you to entrust your offerings to the sanctity of our cause, for only through our hands can your benevolence blossom into a force of divine magnitude. Indeed, with his words, the evil priest mesmerized his parishioners and compelled them to donate coins to the church. What the community didn't realize was that this wolf in sheep's clothing was using the church's donations to enrich himself. Rather than fixing up the building or tending to the needy, the priest was using the money to buy new garments, build himself an opulent home, and dining on the most lavish of foods. One day he decided that he needed to find someone to guard his treasure, someone that he could fully control. So that night, he did the unthinkable. Our wicked priest used his dark magic to not only cause the death of someone, but then turned him into a skeleton whose only role was to guard the priest's ill-gotten treasure. Ah, the sweet melody of avarice, how it sings in my veins. In this world of mortal follies, there are those who lead and those who follow, those who take and those who give. It is my divine right, nay, my sacred duty, to guide these sheep to shear their wool for the greater good, the good of one. As for my loyal guardian, he shall be the silent sentinel, the keeper of my boundless riches. This skeleton, this soulless puppet, shall stand as a testament to my cunning and power. Let the ignorant pray and pay. Their offerings are but pebbles in my mountain of gold, and this mountain will grow to be higher than Pico de Orizaba, the highest mountain in our fair country of Mexico. Needless to say, the evil priest, despite being well-versed in the dark arts, was not protected from death's cold touch. No, he found himself in the grip of a high fever which left him delirious. Yet at his eleventh hour he seemingly repented by confessing his crime and the whereabouts of his buried treasure. By my hand a good man, bereft of a home and a heartbeat, now lingers in the limbo of the undead. As I lay here, fevered and fading, I confess my sin, the gravest of all. I have stolen more than gold. I have stolen life itself. My treasure, vast as the oceans, as towering as Pico de Orizaba, is naught but a monument to my greed and guile. In my quest for wealth, I have forsaken the very essence of humanity, compassion, love, and the sanctity of life. I see now in these twilight moments the true cost of my avarice, the souls I have wronged, the lives I have shattered. They haunt me more than any spectre. 
This deathbed is my confessional, and my last breath shall be an apology to those I have wronged. Let this be my final decree. Let the gold be returned to the people, my ill-gotten gains to mend the lives I've torn asunder. It has all been buried beneath the clock tower, which will announce both the hour and my death. Now the church stood without a priest for a time, and as word of the evil priest's crime spread throughout the community, they were slow to trust anybody. However, one day, a young priest who was looking for work came to this community with his wife. They say this place is haunted, husband. An evil priest has stolen the wealth of the people and created a skeleton to guard it. Then I must do what I can to restore the wealth to the people and ensure that the skeleton can trouble the community no more. Be careful, my love. I do not want you to get hurt. With God's guidance and my unwavering faith, I shall venture forth and right the wrongs of my predecessor, lay the spirit to rest and return the treasure to the people, thereby restoring their faith in the church. With his mind made up, the young priest went to the clock tower at the stroke of midnight. There he found the skeleton guarding the place where the treasure had been buried. I beseech thee to rest and grant me access to the treasure buried here, so that I may return it to the people who had it stolen from them. Uh... The skeleton, it seemed, could not speak nor understand what the priest was saying. Our young hero crossed himself, then poured holy water upon the undead creature. Without a sound, it crumbled into dust. But he heard the voice of the evil priest say, Beware, young priest, for you stand at the crossroads of destiny and deceit. The treasure before you, born of greed and guile, holds a curse most dire. My spirit, though departed, lingers with a warning as cold as the grave. If the lure of this lucre tempts your heart, if the whisper of wealth turns your resolve, then a fate most cruel awaits. This curse woven from the threads of avarice is not merely a chain for the greedy. It is a shadow that seeks out the corruptible. If you allow the gleam of gold to blind you, if you falter in your noble quest to return these riches to their rightful owners, then know this. The curse shall cling to you as ivy to stone. It shall seep into your soul, turning hope to despair, faith to doubt. The treasures must be returned, for each coin, each gem is steeped in the tears of the innocent, the sweat of the exploited. Their true worth is not in their sparkle, but in the peace they will bring when returned to those from whom they were wrongfully taken. Fail in this, and the curse shall manifest in ways most foul. Shadows will haunt your steps, whispers will cloud your mind, and misfortune will be your constant companion. And should you ignore these words, should avarice lead you down the dark path I once trod, know that the ill will not befall you alone. The curse will extend its icy fingers to those you hold dear, to the very community you vow to protect. It will sow discord and despair, turning neighbor against neighbor, brother against brother. So choose wisely, servant of the faith. Let not the glitter of gold cloud your judgment. Return the treasure, lift the curse, and restore light to a land long shadowed by my misdeeds. Fail, and the darkness will be a legacy not just of my making, but of yours as well. It took all night, but after hours of digging, the priest was able to unearth the treasure. Along with the treasure, he found a ledger listing out just exactly what had been stolen from whom. With help from his wife, they were able to return it all to their rightful owners. 
In doing so, he lifted the curse and restored harmony to a community long haunted by deceit. It reminds us that true wealth lies not in gold or gems, but in the strength of our character and the purity of our actions. Wow, that was a bit of a scary one, but I'm so glad that it has a happy ending. Me too. Now, Persephone, my dear, did you have something warm and comforting for us to bring the flavors of Mexico to our dining room table? I thought it would be fun to make albondiga soup, which is the Mexican meatball soup. This soup can trace its origins back to Spain. It was brought over to Mexico by Spanish conquistadors and has become a staple in Mexican cuisine. Historically, this savory dish dates back to the 6th century and has been shaped by a medley of cultural influences, particularly Middle Eastern and Arabic culinary traditions. In Mexico, each region adds their own twist to this comforting soup, which typically consists of hearty meatballs, seasoned with local spices and herbs, submerged in a robust broth, often with vegetables such as carrots, potatoes, and zucchini. Albondigas is not just a meal. It's a heartwarming representation of a culinary fusion that has withstood the test of time and continues to be a favorite in homes and local eateries. Here is what you will need. One pound ground beef, one half cup cooked rice, one quarter cup chopped fresh cilantro, one quarter cup chopped onion, one quarter cup breadcrumbs, one egg, one teaspoon salt, one half teaspoon black pepper, one tablespoon vegetable oil, one can, 14.5 ounces, diced tomatoes, one can, 14.5 ounces, beef broth, one can, 14.5 ounces water, one half teaspoon dried oregano, one half teaspoon ground cumin, one half cup chopped carrots, one half cup chopped celery. Here are the instructions. One, in a large bowl, Mix together the ground beef, cooked rice, cilantro, onion, breadcrumbs, egg, salt, and black pepper. 2. Shape the mixture into small meatballs, about 1 inch in diameter. 3. Heat the vegetable oil in a large pot over medium heat. Add the meatballs and cook until browned on all sides, about 5 minutes. 4. Add the diced tomatoes, beef broth, water, oregano, cumin, carrots, and celery to the pot. Bring to a boil, then reduce heat and simmer for 30 minutes. 5. Serve hot and enjoy. If you have any questions or would like to share pictures of your dish, please feel free to email me at persephone at firesidefolklorewithhades.com. All right, listeners, Zeus told me I'd need to brace myself for this next sponsorship. So something tells me this will be even more gimmicky than usual. Still, I suppose it gives him his day in the spotlight, so... Yes, brother. You see, tonight, our podcast is being sponsored by Hades's Haunt Repellent. Hades's Haunt Repellent? Really, brother? Really? Since when would I, the patron of the dead, want to create a haunt repellent? I am their guardian, their final keeper, shielding them from the disturbances of the living. This is like Athena promoting a hypnosis session to induce stupidity or Apollo selling sunblock. The absurdity knows no bounds. But Hades, think of the mortals. It's about giving them peace, not disturbing your realm. Imagine their relief knowing their homes are spectre-free, a courtesy extended from the underworld itself. Peace for mortals? Zeus, you make it sound as if my domain is spilling over with restless spirits looking to crash mortal dinner parties. I assure you the dead are quite content under my watch. This mystical mist is nothing but a farce, a ploy playing on mortal fears. What next? A perfume that wards off the fate's scissors? Well, the pomegranate scent is rather popular. It could bring a hint of Elysium into any dreary mortal abode. 
Oh, how thoughtful. Perhaps Persephone would enjoy this Elysium essence during her time above. From the depths of Tartarus to your living room, experience the freshness of the Elysian fields with Hades's haunt repellent. Ridiculous. Are we in the business of myth-making or myth-breaking here? It's all about bridging the divine and the mortal, brother. Think of the goodwill it spreads. Goodwill? More like good grief. I reign over the silent depths, and yet here we are, hawking ghostly gimmicks. I half expect to see Cerberus chew toys or Karen's leisurely river cruises as our next divine offerings. Don't tempt the fates with those ideas, Hades. Ugh, you know what? Scrap that copy. I'll sponsor this podcast myself. You'll sponsor the podcast yourself? What could you possibly want to sell our listeners? Listeners, as the new year dawns, I offer not a product, but a gem of wisdom from the depths of the underworld. Consider the diamond, a symbol of resilience and beauty. Born from mere coal, it endures immense pressure and heat to emerge as something enduring and radiant. So too are your spirits forged. In the coming year, remember, life's pressures are not merely burdens, but catalysts for transformation. Just as coal endures the earth's embrace to become a diamond, so must you embrace your challenges. They are opportunities to grow stronger, wiser, more brilliant in character. Furthermore, as you navigate through life's shadows, let them not dismay you, for it is in the shadows that we often find the most valuable truths, just as the most precious diamonds are unearthed from the darkest minds. Embrace these moments, for they refine and reveal your true essence. And lastly, cherish the bonds you form, for they are the true treasures of life. Stronger than the hardest diamond, these connections transcend time and tide. As we embark on this new year, let us forge our spirits into something unbreakable, radiant and timeless. Well, listeners, you heard the words of my brother. Now, as always, it's time for our lightning round. First, I wanted to congratulate a listener in Canada, Rachel, who indicated that her favorite holiday tradition was to watch the Santa Claus Parade in Toronto. This tradition marks the beginning of the holidays and is one of the first signs that Christmas is coming. Congratulations, and we hope you enjoy your holiday gift from Fireside Folklore with Hades. Here's how the lightning round works, listeners. I will ask three questions about the episode. The first one who sends their answers to me at Zeus at FiresideFolklorewithHades.com with the subject line, Lightning Round with Zeus, episode 14, will win some Mexican candy. Are you ready? Let's go. 1. According to an ancient Aztec legend, the founding of Tenochtitlan, now known as Mexico City, was marked by the sight of an eagle perched on a cactus, devouring a what? 2. In the tale Buried Treasure, where did the evil priest hide his gold? 3. In his infinite wisdom, my elder brother Hades compared life's challenges to coal transforming into a what? Well, that's all we have for you tonight, folks. We hope you join us next time when we visit China and hear the tale of Low Sun the Blind Boy. Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. Stay curious. 